Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, sir. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing all right. Present. That's good. Present as well, and um, yeah, it's been quite a bit. You know, we got a couple of shows that we're going to talk about, but for once, I know we've been kind of lean on the news lately, but actually, actually had a bunch, got a few items for you this week. Yes. Including one that you spoiled for me because you confessed your sin of watching the final Marvels trailer to me last night and yep. in my DMs and uh and my response was all right <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it myself, but that's cool. <laughs> yes, yes, I did watch the Marvels trailer and uh and I'm glad I did actually. This is one situation where I, I, I I really, and I, and I tweeted about this. If anybody's seen my, th- my timeline, this is a trailer that they should have like led with because I think all the angst and consternation that people have been having about this film, even with the strike going on and stuff and they can't promote and all the bullshit that was in that variety article last week about Nia DaCosta going off and doing pre-production on another film, which is very common and, you know, and, and all that. But this trailer had a good setup as far as just giving you that MCU vibes. And, and honestly, the reason why is because it had Captain America and Iron Man in the trailers and just really setting things up. And then it goes into the into the scenes that they've clipped out from the movies. Again, when Marvel like nails it with the trailer, they really nail it. And, they, and I think they really did with this one. So, you know, all the. You know, all the speculation about whether or not Chris Evans and, and Robert Downey Jr. are coming back. Uh, maybe this was what it was. <laughs> was this trailer? <laughs> but uh, uh, and maybe it wasn't them actually coming back for like Secret Wars or anything like that. Uh, you know, there's there's been plenty of folks talking about that variety article from last week. But uh, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just think they they were just spitballing on that. But getting back to the Marvels trailer, yeah, there were some there were some cool things in there and, and a very cool appearance uh, for folks uh, as far as a, a, a certain Asgardian. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And look, actually, it, it did actually got it got me hyped for for the movie now because before I was kind of like, hmm. but uh, really leaned in hard. Yeah. yeah. Do you see Loki or Thor in that? Valkyrie. Valkyrie? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tessa Thompson had an appearance in there. And, um, yeah, there was a lot more of uh, Carol Danvers as far as her kicking ass and stuff. And really more about the the setup as far as with the, uh, I guess, the uh, Kree um, villain that they're going up against in, in, in the trailer. So, yeah, like I said, it, it, it the, the tone was much more like I, I, I almost say grim, but it definitely had a more heft to it that the other two did not have, and and, and really dialed back. Honestly, they dialed back um, uh, Kamala Khan's in, in this in this third trailer as far as some of her, her fish out of water superhero ness, and, and 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 of course we did get a lot of good scenes with uh, Photon with um, uh, Tenoya. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to this movie starting this this Friday. Yeah, yeah, they probably dialed back on Kamala because they already showed her so much. So yeah, it's yeah. only an hour and a half long movie, so they've you've yeah, probably yeah. seen the full movie by now. 
<laughs> Probably. Um, speaking about other trailers that I have not seen and Will has, um, Echo trailer it dropped this week as well, and I know everyone's raving about it, especially because... Um, and yes, I'm taking this information all off of second hand from what I've heard. I feel like I kind of watched some of it via a reaction by someone, but I also wasn't like just stuck on my screen the entire time. So I'm not really I can't say I watched the full hundred percent of the trailer. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, everyone seems to be really on board with it because of its um, the cinematography and the the brutality that occurs in the trailer is very similar to what was found um, when they started advertising for Daredevil on Netflix, um, which is great, which is which is kind of I mean, it's hard because Daredevil had an impact and granted the defenders killed that. <laughs> the defenders like sunk that ship. Um, but for a period of time, Daredevil was really good. Um, specifically the first and second seasons um, of the three. And we know Daredevil born again is coming in the future. Granted, there's been a lot of changes, but um I think and and Echo's dropping in January. Yes, yeah, so it's dropping January 10th, and all 10 episodes will be dropping on that date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Well, yeah. we all we always have to have something in January, and we, you know our luck so far, January has come out with some pretty good shows in the yeah. past recent years. So, yeah. I mean, I got high hopes. Now we might. There is a strong percentage, chance percentage of us pulling what we've been doing with some shows recently. And instead of binging, (laughs) doing the pacing it out because granted, not much else may be dropping in January, but we'll see. Um, But Will, what were your thoughts on this trailer? Yeah, yeah. So this trailer, to your point about the... uh, dropping in January and all 10 episodes, you know, whenever we heard that they were going to do that, you know, folks were really like, Oh boy, this sounds really, really bad. But after, as you said, the reaction was, was really ecstatic. I think part of it was the tone and, and, and Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Kingpin really playing a very prominent role in that first trailer. Uh, not that Maya didn't, uh, but uh, that was really what people really talked about and just the, the brutality of it. And, and, and it definitely is going to, the, the tone for this series is going to be much more adult in that it is the first uh, Marvel Disney plus show that is going to have a TV MA rating. So just a little hack for folks who um, may not know this uh, Disney plus, you actually have to put in a pen number to uh, get to TVMA uh, programming. Uh, there's been a few shows. I think Andor might have been one for like with Star Wars uh, where you had to put the pin number in uh, where a few episodes are TVMA. But uh, but that's how you that's how you can you can watch it. So if you, if you don't see it on your Disney Plus platform, it's not broken. It's just you just got to put a pin number in to be able to view it. Uh, but also uh, the 
other big thing that came out of this trailer reveal uh, was uh, Marvel is dropping a new what they call Spotlight brand, which is I think they listen to the fans and I think they're just looking at what's been going on with these larger Marvel cinematic universe and things that are going out there. And with this new Spotlight uh, branding for Echo and I think presumably Daredevil is probably going to be maybe in this as well and other projects down the line. But uh, it's really going to be sort of street level storytelling. And and one of the and also it's not necessarily going to be tied to the MCU, the larger MCU, so that, you know, these stories are just could be just sort of self-contained things and and not requiring you to, like, know what happened way back in the Incredible Hulk <laughs> for you to enjoy this, you know, enjoy whatever show that, that is coming up. So uh, that was something that uh, was uh, what was uh, a part of the whole new spotlight branding. And they also had Michael Giancano's score uh, as part of this uh, re- reveal also. And so that was that was the other big thing that came out of the Echo um, trailer drop and, and things from Marvel Studios. Hmm. Interesting. I remember back in Netflix days, they were talking about how that is like not necessarily tied to a larger universe, but is. And um, it's more focused on street level story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's, it's funny. This, yeah. They got inspired by the I guess in the in the 70s, Marvel and the comic books had this type of uh, this branding spotlight. Right. So that yeah, so uh, so that again, you can just enjoy these stories for what they are. You don't have to do a bunch of homework to like, like what people, are people have complained about. No, no, but I, I mean, my point is like, you don't have to like watch like fifteen MCU films to enjoy enjoy. But I would yeah. argue you don't have to now. People oh. people feel like they do because they did. Yeah. But but it's not the same thing. Like going into it. When you first watched Avengers, you weren't thinking, oh, I'm going to end up watching, having to watch like 25 more movies to see the story really come to life. Like it just happened like that. Yeah. Well, that's, and I, and I guess that's the point. It's like now that we're so far into it, we have what 20 some 30 films or, or, or 10 TV shows. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot for a casual fan to get into. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I would argue it's harder to get into Star Wars lore than it is the MCU stuff. And there are less movies. There are a little bit more TV shows or at least it feels like it. But it's to me, it's harder to understand what's going on there, because then you got books and people are talking about all these different references. I feel like there's a significantly more homework there than it is the MCU where I still I still don't understand why people like talk about it like it's this big yeah there are some some connections but they they do enough share share enough context that I don't feel like you're missing out necessarily if you don't watch like the Incredible Hulk Mm. because I personally have never seen it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just I don't get it. I mean, yeah, it's just my but... my take. And we're gonna talk about um, shared universes later with Gen V. Um, but but yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm just I'm gonna 
like forewarn listeners right now, it'll be very interesting to see how I talk about things this episode because I'm kind of getting annoyed with people and and the rhetoric used around some of these properties. Yeah. And um just just it just it's the same thing over and over again. And I'm kind of like, guys, get a new story. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. It's so it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get, I get I get I get where you're coming from on that, because I I did have that like now, you know, as we were just talking about the Marvel's trailer. I mean, it, it's just sort of like this echo chamber narrative bullshit that's out there and it, it does get very grating after a while. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not tracking well. I don't think they advertised it well. I don't think. I, but I also remember deja vu people talking about the tracking for Miss Marvel and then it made a billion dollars. And and this is a different time. This is post covid time and it's the end of the year. I'm not sure if you take Marvel movies, how well do the ones that get um get seen in November do in the box office compared to other times like the May period or the July period. Yeah, so yeah. it's just I I think there's a lot of contributing factors and nobody has yet to like actually say was it a decent movie or not. And right. and honestly, I still stand by bad tracking leads to its favor because I'm going in with low expectations. <laughs> Same, same. So, like, yeah. like I just want to be entertained for an hour and a half. And the fact that it's an hour and a half, you already get five points. So. Yep. I completely agree. Yeah, that movie's been way too long lately. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Um, and then they, they turn them into TV shows and people are complaining, oh, it's only six episodes or it's only eight episodes. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know what people, I don't think anyone... I don't think producers know what anyone wants anymore. And I don't think the actual viewers know what they want anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, we're spoiled. Um, And to wrap up this session of trailers that Will has seen and Sarah has not, we have the Reacher trailer for season two. Um, I did retweet it. And to Will, he sent me a message immediately saying I knew you liked it. And I was and I was just like, I never said I didn't like that show. <laughs> um, it was decent enough for me to watch the full thing. Do I remember it? Not really. <laughs> Not really. Um, but heck, when it when is it season two dropping? Yeah. So, yeah. Drop, so the full trailer, full trailer dropped today on Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime Video, and um, if you watch the first season, which I I do remember, it, it definitely it looks like it's getting more into his the, the setup this season is getting into helping out some of his old special intelligence. Looks like they're the gangs getting all back together because there's some enemy out there that's like torturing them and 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 dealing with something as far as some prior case that they all worked on together. So, uh, so it was, it was big, badder, loud, and very exciting. And Alan Richardson is just like, has such charisma and just really, really enjoy that, the character, that character and, and the first season and, and the, and the trailer series drops. Um, the first three episodes drop on December 15th and it will continue until, uh, January, I want to say 24. But, 
Yeah, but they'll all they'll be uh, all on Amazon. So January. Yeah. So yeah, they'll start December fifteenth, okay. the first three episodes, and then the the remaining episodes will drop weekly until uh, I think I want to say the mid or end of January. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah. it it starts December fifteenth. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Well, the Reacher is back is back and then also next year superman and lois will be ending after the fourth season which no no surprise there yep um and then you have a house of dragon season two update yeah so uh last week hbo had their uh investor meeting warner warner discovery um had their meeting and uh the good news is that uh, House of the Dragon season four, I think, I guess they were able to get most of the pre, uh, most of the season shot uh, with the primary cast, uh, and will be it will be premiering in early uh, summer 2024. And then the show is also Game of Thrones is also having a second spinoff called A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, and uh, it will also depending on, of course, when the actor strike ends. Uh, will begin production next year, and this new this other spinoff series is set in between House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones proper, and it's uh, after so I guess it's around 200 years I want to say after the Targaryens um, basically consolidated power in, in Westeros. So that's the other that's the other new Game of Thrones spinoff series that'll be coming. See. See, Game of Thrones starting to also become something where I don't know if you necessarily need to watch anything, everything, but there you definitely need to do your history book reading and be like, okay, so here's the timeline. (laughs) We got 200 (laughs) years here, 400 years here. This happens. This is going on. My God. But you know, you know what? Yeah. Sure. Like, like spinoffs, I, I'm, it's surprising to me now that I think about it, that like House of Dragons shouldn't have worked as well as it did. Um, and, and you haven't even seen Game of Thrones proper, but right. you, yeah. you managed to watch that show and be like, okay, yep. I get it. <laughs> yep. To your, to your earlier point about uh, having to do homework. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and and now who knows what more future homework will will occur? And and granted, even if they'll work, like yeah. again, it's it was very unlikely that House of Dragon would work, and it did. And also, we're going to talk about this later tonight. But Gen V just finished one of the best seasons of TV this year, so mm-hmm. and sure. it shouldn't have worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did it in such a beautiful way oh my god i'm still not over that finale which we'll talk about shortly um but yeah i just you know announcing all of these projects granted if the current ones or like whatever people think about game of thrones proper and how it ending and then house of dragon when you start announcing all these projects I feel like producers and studios are still making the same mistakes. Like nobody's learning from one another. We have, we see it with star Wars. We see it with DC. And now, now we're even seeing it with Marvel, like putting out more product doesn't necessarily mean that suddenly your viewership is going to grow. 
mm-hmm. because you're losing the specialness that is like a movie every few years, a TV show every other year, like because the quality is that good and it's worth the wait. Yeah. Um, but, but like punching, like just puking out entertainment to people it's exhausting and people don't want to stay in one world like 12 months of the year. So I just, I worry as they continue to branch off, but I also like take everything with a grain of salt. I can't really judge it until I see it. So, um, and winter is coming. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, see what yeah. you did there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So on that note, let's head into Loki season two, episode five, science fiction. Will, what did you think about this episode? Oh, I love this episode. I mean, it 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 just yeah. You know, I, I know I mentioned last week that uh, it was like I had many Infinity War vibes with it. And and it continued with this, but also just how the how after we we get the faded black from episode four and then we go into the penultimate this week and we start with. I wasn't expecting us to start right back, you know, in the TVA, in the in the room there, seeing Loki open up and like everybody being gone. And then just I just love the love to see the. The, the the way things unfolded with him working his way through the TVA, going all through the corridors, going to the automat with where the uh, you know where all the you know, all the, all the pies you can eat for yourself now, Loki. But it was that 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 start of that episode. I was just like, okay, I y'all are going to tell me a time travel story that is going to be pretty relatively straightforward. I'm going to be able and I'm going to like it, and and it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am not surprised by your right reaction. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am so lukewarm on this. I have no idea why. I know I should love this episode. I almost feel a sense of hesitation of like liking it. I don't know why I'm going through a weird situation. So don't mind me as I monologue this out loud. Um, stream of consciousness style, but for whatever reason, I, I, I don't know if I was that entertained throughout this episode. Hmm. I was intrigued. I thought things were cool. I wanted to understand what was going on, but as things were happening, I don't, I just, I don't know what happened to me, but I was by the end of it, I was like, okay, cool. Can't wait to find out what happens next week so then I could uh, accurately judge this episode Mm -hmm. because I feel like this entire season, it's hard for me to um, to judge things episode by episode because I feel like if they for 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 me, this is like one of the few times I'm going to say it like they really have to stick this landing for everything that they've done. Mm-hmm. to make sense mm-hmm. and to to not feel like a waste of time um mm. literally <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And and so I'm just I'm sitting here and I've I've listened to some people talk about this episode. I've heard you say some things. Um and and I know why everyone loves this episode. I get it. But for whatever reason, I have to be perfectly honest that while I was watching it, I was not as entertained as I was with um, some other things I've watched this past year. And and I really and I really do think it's because for for some reason I am like viewing this as part one of two where I I don't feel like it's complete enough for me to to say how good it was until I see what really happens and how they really get out of this mess with the final episode. Yeah, yeah. So to that point, I totally get where you're coming from. And it actually the thing for me that was what why I enjoyed this episode so much was the things I just mentioned, but also I think it was just the character studies mm-hmm. that were going on. And and just really slowing things down and really like seeing all the con- seeing like we we've as I noted earlier all these folks they didn't get they didn't get tossed to oblivion they all got sent back to their original places on their respective branch timelines yeah and, and twelve twenty nine hmm? went into effect the fail yeah. code initiated yeah yeah. And so, which is interesting in and of itself that, that when Kang, when he who remains and, and Miss Minutes, uh, programmed this, the, the temporal variant authority to begin with, they, they, that they, you know, that the fail safe was when it reset everything, we're going to just basically put every back, everyone went back where they were. Well, not and everyone. The, well, except for, well, I mean, everyone, but obviously Loki and Sylvie, but. Yeah, yeah, but I, right, right, but I, I just, I think it's that that's important. Like to be clear about, not everyone went back to their original timeline. And I mean, this episode, I'm waiting for next week to answer why is Loki time slipping. So I think part of it is the part of the time slipping is due to him one mastering things too. I think because he and Sylvie both went to the end of time. Right. So why? Well, I mean, I think, well, I think, well, we, you know, I think with the pruning, you know, we learned last in last season when people are pruned, it does, they're not blown to oblivion. They just basically go to the end of time and that, that void where that, um, uh, that that big purple creature, I can't remember the name of it, was like guarded to you know keep that that, that kept them no, from no, getting. I know in. what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So, so so I think I think they just you know for whatever reason he has built up some type of immunity. I don't know if like uh, Sylvie having uh, the tin pad was was a way to sort of shield her from from all the changes. I mean those those are the sort of outstanding questions I have as well. Yeah. But right. um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but like I said, I think it was the character, like you know, the studies of, of of these individuals, and I think how all the other episodes to your how seeing even though their minds were wiped and and, and all by by Kang by he who remains, excuse me, um, they still retain just some core elements of their personality. 
and and it really explains why they people were were acting the way that they that they were and also kind of fleshed out Casey even more so uh with um you know with in the season more so than he was in the season you know season 1 Really? Because I felt like it left a bigger question mark around Casey because his out of everyone was so the most different. Yeah. Well, I guess when I say flesh out, I mean, flesh out, he's more of a three dimensional character than he was than just the 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 I to, to, to your point that it, it does make him a big question mark as far as like why, why, why of all people, you know, he was one of the. You know, three people who escaped from Alcatraz and we, we do get an answer as far as what, what happened, at least in the, in the Marvel universe on that branch timeline. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. So yeah. why, why, why was he Frank in, in the timeline? So, I mean, basically, I mean, they just, they, they, they took Liberty with a. No, I understand. Of, I understand yeah. the story. Yeah. I understand. So, okay. I'll I'll just come out and say it like my issue with Casey is to me, it felt like the writers just wanted to do what they did in the first season with that other story and like, and like randomly plant one of them as this, one of the escapees of Alcatraz because of the, the whole like unknown about it all and the fact that it's branch timeline and all of that. So, but it, but it didn't make sense in terms of like a, his character and there was nothing leading up to it that really, I guess it just came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and, and I get, and, and it was, it felt too much like spectacle and not enough story to me because out of everyone, it seemed like the most, we're just going to do this because everyone liked, I forget the other homage they did last season with Loki in the plane yeah, DB Cooper. Um, yeah, be, yeah. So they just wanted to do that again, but it, with a different character. Yeah, I mean, it could just, and that could be, that could basically be it. I mean, there may not be anything deeper than just having fun with, um, having fun with a, a, a true crime, true life event, and then um, just putting it here in the story. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. I didn't think there was anything, but. But I, I guess I felt like you were saying there was more, and I was like, okay, well, I missed. No, 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 no. I just think it just, I just think it just, because you know, we. Well, my point was more that it just Casey was has basically been this kind of this background character that has evolved over the course of this season, you know, with him, you know, nerding out, getting to work with Ob, and you know, figuring out, trying to figure out all these things out with Temporal Loom, and then all of a sudden, you, to your point, they do throw this kind of like looping here where it's just like why of all the people you know of all you know what's the sort of what's the deeper meaning here as far as like what what are y'all doing with casey um uh and sometimes yeah and sometimes there is no deeper meaning it's just sometimes that this could be just a fun thing they decided to do in a writer's room yeah uh, yeah. versus yeah versus like you know clearly you know we definitely get a fuller understanding for for why mobius had the feelings that he had as far as not wanting to know what his other life was on the other, on the other timelines. And, and, why, and why do you think that is? Um, I think, you know, I was, as I was watching an episode, I was like, 
and I, I'm thinking about that for our conversation tonight, and I think it really goes to the ending there, where 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 Loki and 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 where Don is just like Mobius is like, if I go back, I mean, if if I if I stay here, I lose I, I lose my boys. And and maybe it's that loss and looking at maybe and I think it also ties into maybe the time period from where he is because, you know, Don was in the branch timeline of 2022 and that was around the time that's post post snap. Right. So maybe his so maybe his wife got was, you know, was was just flipped away. And, you know, he's he's just you know trying to just hold on <laughs> to some degree of, I guess, parenting. <laughs> and right. so, and, and maybe that would just, you know, Mobius, you know, maybe, you know, so I guess from a, from Mobius' standpoint in the TVA, he's just like, you know, I don't really want to know good, bad, or in between what my life was before because this is going to maybe impact my ability to do my job. Yeah. I don't know. I I thought it was... I think it's interesting how how Mobius in the timeline is a family man and mm-hmm. is also like his day job is selling his hobby. Like he's living a very uh, a, a normal life. A he's he's clearly like kind of stuck where yeah. he he has his family. He has a good job. He's selling things that he believes in and he loves and he, but there's no adventure. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that Mobius leading, like not wanting to know is a very practical reaction to, so you're telling me if I go here, I will see what my life could have been, what my life is, what my life should be. How does one reconcile that? (laughs) Like, like I, I don't, I don't think it was, I never thought that that was a absurd, absurd reaction, but seeing what his life is, it is interesting how he is such a family guy, but Mm -hmm. he's just a normal dude, like every bit of the way. And the Mobius we know is pretty much a normal dude who just so happens to work for the TVA and has yeah. somehow become BFFs with Loki. So yeah. the yeah. God of mischief. Um, and, and like a normal dude, Don becoming BFFs with a God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing tribe, tribe. Oh, Oh, I loved that reminds me of one of my favorite lines in this episode. <laughs> My space name is yep. <laughs> What's your space? I was just like, oh my god, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I I I I wanna go back to <laughs> Sylvie and Loki just yeah, because yeah. as we didn't spend a whole lot of time. I don't I don't feel like we spend a whole lot of time with the other TVA agents as this episode is just getting the crew back together. Mm-hmm. I found it, I found it interesting how I feel like the most time we spent was with OB mm-hmm. um, kind of granted. We didn't spend the 18 months it took him to make yeah. that. Test. 
bad. Yeah. <laughs> him and his. So maybe maybe it's a tie with Obi and with Don, yeah. but um, but with Sylvie and Loki, I in this episode I just have continue to have more questions about mm-hmm. Sylvie and about how why is she not experiencing the same thing as Loki? Um, because to your point earlier. They both made it to the end of time. They've both been pruned. They and and as we discussed last week, this whole time slipping thing did not start this season. It started at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. So I I don't I think that everyone is looking at this season to try to figure out when it like what was the action and i'm i'm looking at it like no 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 <laughs> do not forget at the end of the first season that is when we technically first experienced him time time jumping or time slipping or whatever mm-hmm. um but they have a very important therapy dis- um therapy session in this episode um as sylvie presses loki on why he what is he doing this all for Mm -hmm. and the kid the man just wants to be friends and mainly with mobius he just wants his buddy back Mm -hmm. mainly with mobius (laughs) (laughs) but but i don't i don't even know if it's that i don't even know i think sentimentally you have to say i i i don't want to be alone I want to feel like, but I think it's more, I want to belong because it's yeah. not just the people, but ironically, there is purpose in what right. he's doing with the TVA. Yeah. Without it, he doesn't have purpose anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, we, you know, because it's easy to forget that this version of, of Loki, when we first meet him in season one, is post-battle in new york yep loki and 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 he it makes sense for him to say what he said you know when sylvie pressed him that he doesn't want to be alone when he's when he learned all about how on the other timeline the other version of him his life you know came came about as far as you know losing his mother you know, and and you know, it ultimately dying there at the in in, in the uh, Infinity War Endgame saga. So, so when we look at that Loki from 2012 <laughs> and how selfish and how his, you know, and and to see how he has evolved and how this character has grown, where he is now the hero, you know, a hero in the sense of like the hero of this story, you know, and 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 the. It, it 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 makes sense for him to say I don't want to be alone because I've gained so much and I have you know and like to your point I had that sense of belonging. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's not just about power. It's mm-hmm. um which is a very selfish like grasp right. um, mission. But in that in that first episode is called Glorious Purpose. Mm-hmm. And and he says it immediately when he first encounters the TVA like it's. Like, it's very important. And another line that is brought up in this episode that is a reference to last season um, is 
is what makes a Loki a Loki, the fact mm. that we're all destined to lose. Sorry, I didn't say it li- word for word. I realized that, but it's what came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We get the, we get yeah. the point. Yeah. yeah, and and ironically, that's what triggers him to really get, get a grasp of this time-slipping ability that he just so happens to have acquired. Um, that and the realization that he he should he can he can change the outcome of this. Um, mm-hmm. As many people have pointed out, in that instance. It's, he's no longer time slipping at the end. He's actually, because we don't see a second Loki, we see him return to his body in that moment mm-hmm. um, with the knowledge of what happens later fully intact. Um, yeah. Early on in this episode, we do see the time slipping where we do see a Loki in the TVA looking at a book and then vanishing. And then later that happens and we see how, which was very cool sequence. That was a very cool sequence. Um, Yeah. It's, there is a lot of references to season one, which makes sense um, mm-hmm. because it's low. We're following Loki through this, figuring out what's happening, what to do. Um, I do appreciate the fact that, in that scene with Sylvie and Loki, um, Sylvie points out to him how how he is, even though even though it's with like almost the best intentions, he's still doing what he who remains did, and mm-hmm. is like, well now you're plucking people from their timelines and saying, yeah. hey, we have to go save the TVA. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Where's the choice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or more like with Mobius, hey, you're my BFF. Just believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think that's another thing, too, where those philosophical debate between the two of them, why I think this episode just really worked for me, was because, again, she's just calling him out for – you know, and it follows up from their conversation there in the, in the, uh, you know, in episode four where they were like debating the, the, the predestination versus choice. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it's, I think this series overall, when, when it is like with like the same with WandaVision too, I think the two common threads between both of the, these and hopefully Loki season two, six to landing better than WandaVision did. But it is that overarching exploration of a universal question. Um, you know, and Wanda was, you know, how do we deal with grief? And this is, you know, the predestination versus choice as far as, you know, how much agency we have as far as people and, and making decisions. And, and you know, they, you know, they build it around this, you know, this Ouroboros <laughs> of this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, but I, I think that's the, that's the that's that's what's been drawn really making me really enjoy this series and in particular this episode this week mm-hmm. yeah yeah but sylvie can't gloat too much as her no. world turns into spaghetti and um yes i did so happen to have my first like while i was watching all the spaghettiness happen in this episode 
It's the first time I thought to myself, oh, yeah, there was a time travel explanation scene in a movie called The Flash that I watched earlier this year that involves spaghetti. Coincidence? Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You remember that better than I did. <laughs> I, I just think that. it's interesting. Out of everything they could have done, they chose to make it look like they were turning into spaghetti. I get it because of the branch yep. timeline. And it yep. just so happened in the flash, you have Michael yep. Keaton, Keaton explain yep. how time travel works with spaghetti. spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> Great I, call there. I can't believe I'm the one who's referencing the flash, but that is happening. So maybe that's also <laughs> why I'm a bit luke- lukewarm because it made me remember the flash in my experience. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, see yeah. it. Um, with no Renslayer in this episode, no Timely, obviously, no Miss Minutes in this episode, which Renslayer wasn't, she was in the TVA, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. But she wasn't in that room. No, she got, remember, she was pruned by uh, X5. So, so now yeah, she, so she's right. at, she's, yeah, so she's at the end of time now. Okay. Then, yeah. So we'll see her. So, Whatever resolution we have, we'll see that next week uh, as far oh, as yeah. her story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure uh, we will see maybe one and a half resolutions to all of the loops that are happening and yeah. maybe like open five more loose ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be more because especially with, you know, with OB and, and, and really get it, you know, using the whole play on the title science fiction you know he you know key every week it's like okay where can ob like you know tie into something either you know some meta reference <laughs> with this show and of course this week it was you know the question of you know science is what and how and the fiction is the you know is the why and um and you know and it is really when we get to that end with 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 loki and and him figuring out the why and and being able to end the time slipping and and, and really control things, it it does get to you know some of the things we talked about and, and others have speculated that you know he ultimately um, does does become the the new I guess keeper of time and 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 re, resetting things as far as in, in in a in a new TVA I guess that's maybe a little. Yeah, either either that or already set off another time more. <laughs> that leads well, to the other, other events. Yeah, yeah. As, as far I, as another multiversal war, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I I don't I guess I don't know what to say to it because I've heard a lot of different things. Yeah. Um. And. I I I I'm I'm very much anticipating the finale. I don't want to get ahead of myself or ahead of the story. No, no. I, I, and based on what we know is coming, I can see them leaning one way if those are the two options versus the other way. Mm-hmm. But they are definitely doing more than I would have expected going into the season, if yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes so, that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. And, and, and I hope, I, I hope that we get a season three because I don't, I don't want the end of the show to technically be like next week's episode. And then if the story, like the few threads get dragged out in the movies or another TV show, just because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not over Loki yet. I'm not, I don't think, I think even though he is clearly grown, Mm -hmm. I don't think we're all the way there. No. And I definitely want more time with Mobius and friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think to your point, I mean, I think two things. One, the the way this episode ended and, um, you know, where he's like, he's like, you know, where he's like, I did it. It is about the who and I, you know, I can rewrite the story. And he, you know, he figures that out and he goes back to that moment. He now he does have the ability, at least partial, it seems to be able to to do that to your and then to your point. There is more story to be told now with this with this version of, of, of Loki and 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 just going into out of out of universe into the production. And, and something I think I read about from the from the showrunner this season where he did talk about, you know, episode, seasons one and two are basically chapters. And, you know, and then he's I don't think from what I remember reading from the article of a couple of weeks ago was he they and they do have a resolution to this story yeah and yeah. And, and and when we go to the, if there is a third season they will open up other stories to tell but this story will end and and you know we won't have any kind of crazy cliffhanger we should, we'll probably have some type of cliffhanger but not the type of cliffhanger that will leave us like so you're telling yeah. me that that based on this article this story will end next week yeah okay at least yeah well yeah. i suddenly don't like this episode even more but whatever <laughs> <laughs> all right that's I, what i yeah but you know he could have just been playing coy and 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 all but uh, that was that was my understanding that you know the things what well, we're dealing I, with now I, wraps up I, and I, then yeah, I mean, there's obviously the larger tie-in to the larger MCU, but at, at least this chapter will be will will conclude. Right, just like the first chapter concluded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm a little, I'm still a little bit confused, but there's nothing. Well, there's, no, like, I mean, basically, this 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 story ends. And they're not. I mean, it's not going to like bleed into a third season. It's going to. I mean, the third season will be something unrelated you know not unrelated but it'll just be new stories right so i'm gonna jump forward to guardians of good godalkin because i think i understood what happened in the season finale <laughs> so will what did you think about this season finale okay season finale for gen v i had this like uh, what you said it earlier tonight is probably the best season of tele- one of the best seasons of television this year because it Went into it with very low, well, really no expectations because I and was pleasantly surprised. And, and I just love how they blended the two shows of Gen V and the boys together into a, a very like very cohesive story and one that um, it was like a, it was a nice handoff 
where they they complemented one each other instead of uh, instead of contradicting or uh, competing against one another. Mm-hmm. So there there was news that came out about Gen V and the boys. Actually, the boys specifically after this finale aired, and it was that the next season of the boys will take place only a few days after the events of the Gen V finale. And then my question is, for people who are sleeping on Gen V, mm-hmm. do you think they have to watch this season of Gen V in order to understand what's going on with the boys? Um, yeah, I think so. Because I think they're, I mean, well, I guess it depends on how much. Right? <laughs> it depends. Yeah, it depends because. Because they were, they're... I mean. I don't think I don't think you have to have watched the boys to understand a lot about this season. Granted, the the um, Shetty's reason for going after the soups is might be a little bit lost on you where it might not hit as hard. You might not fully understand what it means when they give us a Homelander cameo. Are you fucking I. Like, could not believe it. And, oh, my God, the cameo. Like, yeah. I, I feel I feel as though we, we were talking early on this season or maybe even when the first trailer dropped. And I'm pretty sure I said at one point, well, it's not like they're going to give us a Homelander cameo. <laughs> <laughs> they did. And then there was this. This random mid-credit scene with Butcher. So it's just like, okay, okay, I yeah. get it. The kids yeah. are away and the adults are coming. Got it. Even yeah. though this is a very adult, adult show that just features young adults, please do not yeah. have your children watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so, yeah. So to answer your question, and, and now that I've had time to think about it, no, I don't think you need to. Yeah, yeah. But you'll want to. You should want to. But that's what that was going to. That's going to be the next point, which is it will to to really fully to fully appreciate the all the dynamics going on in in Gen V. uh, It it will help to go back and 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 watch uh, you know watch the first three seasons of the boys in particular. You know, I think with the with the with the characters, with the cameos that they had um, in in Gen V with with Newman, Homelander, and and Butcher, because um, you know, it, especially with the overall thing that Shetty was trying to, you know, with her developing the virus, mm-hmm. and, and how uh, now that Newman has the virus, and you know, and of course Butcher. But clearly, well, you know, clearly Shetty was, you know, whenever Shetty went to talk to, um, uh, we'll say Monroe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and that was, you know, that was a clear reference to Butcher without naming his name whenever they were talking about people who would be willing to use this particular, uh, you know, this MacGuffin to, to take out the soups. So there, you know, so the, I think it just, add, it, to your point, it's like, as you said, it, it adds texture to to the overall story and the lore but um 
Yeah, so I, I, I think so. Like any good spinoff, you know, it, it should be able. It, the show stands on its own without having to be propped up by the boys. But you'll just appreciate it more if you've watched the boys. Right, right, definitely. And I, I'm, I'm just gonna go back to the best scene in this episode, um, the ending, because I, I, we could start at the very beginning of this episode, but like like it all (laughs) I still can't get over the ending I just think it's perfect about how we have Kate on this rampage along with Sam and it's chaos on campus people are dying like humans are dying and then also we have the guardians of Godolkin Marie and friends trying to stop all the chaos and trying to prevent the humans from dying and during it, we we continue to see growth in Marie's powers, um, and and Jordan is at risk, and but they make they make it out of this predicament, and then and then you see in like such a brilliant shot about Kate coming forward and almost touching Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, okay, I will admit I was worried too. <laughs> I was like no, <laughs> and then. But I did not expect for in that moment for Marie to literally like pop Kate's arm off, which we should have considering she kind of blew up a dick earlier on in the season. So like like and she kind of like blew up her her parents' like throats and stuff. So so the girl spontaneously will combust people um, when she feels threatened or someone she loves feels um, is threatened, but um, I just like how it's like this slow mo shot and mm-hmm. very quiet, and then the um, the arm explodes, and all you hear is Kate scream. Oh and God, suddenly, it's, it's just like this. It almost snaps us back to reality, and the next thing we know, there's Homelander, and he's like, "What kind of animal are you?" The kind that turns on its own kind, like, oh my God, Will. Yeah, that's so rich coming from Homelander, right? <laughs> but but it's brilliant because yeah. because then then he uses his powers on Marie, and mm-hmm. we we don't really understand, or at least I don't understand how she survived that, but whatever. And and we we next get a newscast talking about the Guardians of Godalkin, Sam and Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Which at that point I was like, yes, that is how you end the season. That mm-hmm. is so clever, perfect. Like, can't wait for the boys next season. I need a break from this show because it just blew my mind. And yeah. then, like, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I, I had to like. I know you were like. Delayed watching it because I, I watched it Thursday because I was like, I just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as it ended, I was just like, dang it. I, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was one of the best finales I've seen in a long time. And, and it really did pull everything together. Uh, like, I can't, I don't want to, you know, be the, the whole horse about you know, what happened there at the end, other than, you know, you know, with Homelander, you know, the, the, the thing that really got me with him um, was 
you know, with the whole animal line it was one, like I said, it, you know, it, it it's like, really, I mean, you're, you're the man who like have just murdered soups yourself, you know, mm-hmm. or try to. And, but also really gets into that whole, like the whole supremacy yep. thing that they really set up, um, earlier, uh, you know, with, with the prior, with the penultimate episode, uh, when, when Newman was on campus and, and also we, and also, you know, we, we've seen that superiority grow in Homelander from over, over time as far as this, you know, it was, it was always there. But now he's just open with it, <laughs> you know, where he, he literally not to take it into, you know, real world politics or whatever, but like where we've had candidates for various offices say they could like kill someone in Times Square and get away with it. Homelander will probably get away with murder, you know, because he is on trial right now, you know, as they that they, they did tell us earlier in the season for, you know, for the events to happen at the end of season three in, in The Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, but, you know, but, but again. He is on trial, but so he technically probably shouldn't be like flying around doing stuff because he should be like being held. But no, he's out there, you know, actually made the call to bring him in. So, you know, so there's just there was just so many nice moments, you know, with that. And then thinking to what we talked about last week with with the Guardians of Godolkin and how, again, how the show really gets into, you know, media narratives and how how media can be can manipulate things and, and messaging and you know when you look at the the true guardians of Godolkin there who saved the day I mean we had you know two two kids of color we had a uh, bi gender person and 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 a female you know young young woman as far as you know Emma um all you know and and then of course the and we talked about how like with with Newman and and Marie you know with the with the whole um you know the I guess the super, right right Kate, Kate and yeah are both white and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 so you had that aspect of it too so I mean there's just so many levels levels to it um and and so you know so again they just really um yeah, it's just, it's just, I just, I love how this show just like takes topical things and just, just makes them like super entertaining, but also like, oh yeah, I see what you guys are doing there. Yeah, and, and it's that's really point- it's, yeah. it's super entertaining and it catches you off guard. Yeah. Because you're, I wasn't thinking, I was thinking a lot more than I should have been while watching Loki. So it wasn't as entertaining as maybe previous episodes have been. But when I was watching this episode, I was just watching it. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing that. Now they're doing this. And and I wasn't thinking about, like, obviously, Marie's going to stop it. But be, because of just how they had the scene play out, I, I honestly did think Kate was going to do something to Jordan and that would be the sacrifice at the end of the season. Um, But, but that that's not what happened. And um, to go back to your point about the whole media narrative spin, it's that um, guardians of good Godolkin has actually been a lie since the beginning of the season, because 
Marie and Andre are named the Guardians of Godalkin at the beginning of the season, but they didn't stop Golden Boy. Technically, Golden Boy stopped himself. He did yep. kill himself. Um, and Jordan was the only one who really squared off with him. So, mm-hmm. so the fact that Andre and Marie even were tied to that that yep. um, that title. Mm-hmm. Um, was just foreshadowing how the title will get used by the end of the season. Yep. Um, and and to go back to your point with like the fact that Ashley, even despite what's happening in this universe with Homelander, that's her go-to, and he does technically resolve the conflict that's occurring on campus, mm-hmm. which is a nightmare. And and that's. That's where this show does such a great job because the, these are kids. These are young adults. Yeah, these yeah. are kids who have been tortured for years. Of course, they're going to want a little vengeance. Granted, killing innocent people, not the best way to go about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe go after Vought, but whatever. Um, and And so, like... I I really appreciate the work they did with um, Sam and Kate in particular to to make them have that Homelander mm-hmm. because because Kate still loves Andre. I believe that. I really yeah, do. I do too. I do too. And I also know, and and we all know. That Sam loves Emma. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be used next season to help the team get out for sure. I really do. And that's something that makes them unique to Homelander, who still loves nothing but himself. Okay. Loves yeah. nothing but himself. Maybe his son, like on a good day. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. when his son suddenly gets more attention than him. Man has issues. But there's more humanity there, and especially because of how we were introduced to them. Um, and though, and we we understand, especially with Sam, the torture he's gone through. Like it makes sense for him to have all. The, it actually makes more sense for him to be angry at Vought than arguably it's Homelander's whole situation, just because we didn't see as much of like Homelander's childhood of being potentially tortured. Um, we've only seen a few scenes of different things. So anyways, um, my point being like, it's, it's kind of remarkable for them to do that with those two characters yeah. um, over the course of eight episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you brought up about Sam and Kate's humanity and, uh, you know, and I, and I wonder, I wonder how much humanity is left with Sam though, because, you know, still seeing his brother. Well, but, but he, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to a point. But then he did want Kate to take it away. So I guess, yeah, so I guess he does still have some humanity left because since he was, because, you know, the puppets transformed, you know, he he stopped seeing puppets who were originally his conscious to, mm-hmm. to then to his see brother. his brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then, and because he was, he, he also, you're right, on some fundamental level, he what he knew that what was going on was wrong. And so that's why he, I guess he wanted Kate to take the pain and take it away so he could just 
basically be a, a, a killing machine and not not deal with the consequences of of, of that. So right. I think so. So, so for, for so for me, I see the humanity there with Sam. I don't know if I still see it there as much with Kate. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. 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 She she definitely is more gone than him, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising. But there's moments throughout the episode, whether it's Andre and her mm-hmm. or even her and Marie, because Marie is trying to tell her, like, they want me to kill you. I'm not going to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And yet it's not like Kate's immediately reaching to grab on to Marie. Like right. she had no point. She she is in close contact with a lot of her friends who um throughout the episode and she she doesn't really go after them necessarily like like to try to get them to do what they want. Um I mean she even asks Sam like yeah. tell me this is okay because I'm not going to do it otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's humanity so much as those are still her friends. I mean, there's a lot of history there, as we yeah. learned in previous weeks, especially between her and Andre, her mm-hmm. and Jordan, and her and Sam. Yeah. So I I don't know if it's humanity so much as, like, she she th- those are still her oldest friends. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's just that familiarity. I mean, I guess, I guess it, I, it is still humanity. I mean, I think that's fair to say. I mean, uh, yeah. that, um, and that, that's keeping her from completely, um, going completely off the deep end. And, and, and also, again, I think her, and maybe her motivations, I think her, her motivations are more, yes, she is upset with, with what Shetty did to her and the betrayal and the manipulation that was done. Um, but also, but she also makes, you know, she can still see that Shetty is, is a victim of the larger evil, which is Vought. Right. And everyone, you know, all of them, all of them are all victims of Vought. And she even points it out. Look, 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 we're all just product to them. Yeah. I, 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 towards the end of the episode, uh, based on how she was responding to Marie's pleas, I had it in my head. She wants to die. Mm-hmm. She wants yeah. to get killed during this. Yeah. Like she doesn't want to go past it because she's like, I'm going to get my vengeance. And then what's the point? Because yeah. my yeah. friends are never going to trust me again. I'm, I'm losing the love of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I did some r- really fucked up shit. Yeah. So, and I don't know why I, I feel this way about that character. Um, but I think that there there is something with her where I think her her goal was to um, free the woods mm-hmm. and allow people allow them that those who were tortured like her mm-hmm. um, to get their vengeance and then for her in the course of it to get killed. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Uh, it, 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 and I mean, not to, I mean, it, just to reference a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, I mean, where they do say, look, you know, this is violent acts on a school campus and, 
you know, you see some of these types of situations, you know, you do try to have people do the suicide by cop by after doing crazy violent things. And, you know, not, and, and I think it was kind of that mentality that she had there that she was like, I'm not coming out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if I do, then, then what? And now ironically, if, if what you're saying about how she, she understands that Vought's the real nemesis here mm-hmm. is true. It'll be interesting with next season because her and Sam are going to be Vought's puppets now. Yep. Like they're the guardians of Godolkin and, and while at the same time their friends are locked up in this in this cage, so yeah. um, it'll be it'll be interesting to to learn about how how the how how every how this um, how the tables will turn next season and yeah. and that um, yeah. but but yeah um, we. We also learn in this episode um, to go back to Andre real yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father, it sounds like it's hereditary. Um, what we saw his father go through, it's um, it's a result of using his powers. Mm-hmm. It's literally mm-hmm. causing brain damage. Yep. And and it seems it was implied that Andre is experiencing the same thing with the use of his own powers. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, so, it, yeah. and, and it's and it, and it is also because I guess Andre is his first generation soup. And so we're starting to see, I guess, the breakdown of, you know, I guess, the, the even though they're soups and have been enhanced and all that, they still, you know, they still are susceptible to side effects from the compound V and, 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 and we saw this even too with Andre, not Andre with uh, a train and, and the boys, um, you know, where his, you know, where his abilities was, you know, causing him to have a, uh, you know, cardiac arrest. So, right. You, you know, know so, what'll be interesting then if they're setting up all these characters who are second generation and having, having consequences to the powers, what about Homelander's son? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Homelander isn't going to like that. <laughs> he's not going to like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to like that. I mean, there's just so many different ways I can go with this, you know, because we're see, like you said, we're, we're seeing that uh, with Andre and his father, you know, the defects are clearly can be hereditary, get passed down. Uh, we've seen it with, uh, you know, we've seen it in A-Train and other, and I think in other soups as well, where, um, their their yeah, powers. Hmm? Kate has it. Like yeah. her, she 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 uh yeah she, yeah we almost saw her brain fail and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I think I think they're definitely the way you were talking about it and pointing out all the different versions we've seen. It sounds like a lot of foreshadowing to something being wrong with I and forgive me I forget his name but Homelander's son. Yeah, yeah. It's not as perfect as he he seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um another yeah. surprising use of powers that occurred in this episode was with Emma. Mm-hmm. We we get the breakup scene that again like a lot of relationships in this show comes really quickly <laughs> and then yeah, it falls yeah. apart. <laughs> but that being said, um how how the scene ends is um 
she ends up getting small with without eating or anything, just yeah, randomly. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, I without guess. Up. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was just real intense emotions. Um, just really caused that. Um, and you know, which I think is like like Marie learning the different ex, you know extents of 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 her powers and mm-hmm. and, and how um you know and and and, and now wasn't so much a self harm thing is it's like just really just really strong emotions caused her caused her to be able to shrink and I would think right. the other way it could be and I guess it, once she learns how to control it maybe the other way around too but that that whole scene though with with Emma and Sam there uh it was just it was just tough to watch uh because this you know the, the thing about when you when you care for someone and 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 Sam like is just using words to just cut her down like that as far as you know not not being a hero it, it was just it was a very very tough scene um <laughs> it's easier to watch the heads, head heads explode than that emotional like cutting like that <laughs> yeah yeah it I see I have no heart so for me it was fascinating to watch because it um how the narrative was flipped in mm-hmm. that in that scene of you you didn't come to re- because he's not wrong and this is what yeah. I love about these kind of discussions and and that's why it kind of makes you like it's so hard to watch is because you you're seeing both sides and you know in a way he's twisting it but mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. not technically wrong <laughs> and it's like yeah. yeah she she didn't really it wasn't a selfless act she wanted to like show off and be cool and use her powers and it was definitely for selfish reasons but then again I don't I think the fact that she she fucked you like me has to mean something, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And and but I think I wonder we have to remember that as strong as Sam is, he has he does have a legitimate mental health issue. He does. So yeah. I I also I I I think that in watching that scene there was a realization that Emma for Emma that her boyfriend is mentally unstable mm-hmm. and she I think I think the warning signs were there but she was refusing to acknowledge it until this scene where it's like no 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 this is what it's like dating a schizophrenic like yeah. he's literally a different person right now and mm-hmm. using all of my my um my truths against me because he can he's weaponizing everything i tell him because he yep. it's the same person you're just getting a different side of him who's dominating yep. the conversation so it's it is heartbreaking to watch um but yeah. it's also yeah. very fascinating it was yeah and it, yeah and you're right i mean that's why it was it was it was heartbreaking and and difficult but, but and, and there's um yeah, and it just and also just sort of how it all plays out with the larger larger story um, of Sam and Emma, Sam and Kate um, freeing the kids from the woods and and, and all. It um, you know and, and thinking that they're 
now team Homelander as far as the super superiority. Um, yeah, I mean, it just moving forward is when we go into season two with this show, um, and, and the ramifications of that, you know, you know, where do they go from there? I mean, there's as far as their relationship and, and, and all, if, if there's any, any chance of being able to salvage it. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, I think there's definitely some chances and I mean, I, I love that it's, we're walking away from the season. Okay, where are we going to go from here? We have mm-hmm. not a clue in the world, yep. but we are getting the boys next season yep. very yep. soon. So yep. hopefully that will tide us over. Yeah. Uh, all, all we know is Newman has the virus. Butcher found found the woods, and Homelander just is Homelander's Homelandering. <laughs> yeah, and it, uh, I'm sure our listeners are very very much anticipating to hear where we both end up putting this um, show on our list of the top TV shows um, that we're going to do later on this year, maybe early next year. So um, because I would be shocked if you didn't hear the word Gen V come up at least (laughs) once during that conversation. Yes. Um, On that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me there, too, at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and threads at Scene underscore N underscore Nerd. And visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>